This podcast is sponsored by Xgrowth. Xgrowth is the APAC ABM agency. If you and your organization are looking to land and expand enterprise mid-market deals, Xgrowth is the agency to help. Xgrowth works with a wide range of international and global technology vendors, service providers, and B2B SaaS companies. If this sounds like some of your interests to know more about, make sure to check out Xgrowth at xgrowth.com.au. That's xgrowth.com.au and chat with the APAC ABM agency. What's up, marketers, and welcome to another episode of the Growth Colony Podcast. I'm Liza from Xgrowth to tell you that each episode we bring in B2B leaders to chat about how you can achieve those everyday wins in the marketing world. Whether you're new to the B2B game, working at a leadership level, or even just showing some interest, we know you'll love the episode. So grab a drink, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. I'm Shane Hoda with Xgrowth. And today I'm talking to KP Unikrishnan, Vice President for Marketing for JPAC at Palo Alto Networks about what is Palo Alto's strategy to maintain a leadership position in the JPAC market. And this is really critical because as we all know, it's a lot harder to maintain a leadership position than to attain one. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with Uni and dive into this and uh, and, and hear a little bit more. Uni, thanks so much for joining us. Shane, thank you very much for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. And I'm hoping, you know, this session is going to be useful to you and your, your, um, your clients. So coming specifically to your question, uh, yes, it is, it's an important, um, part of the business that we are in and and more importantly it's an important industry that we are in it's in cybersecurity. so for us we started off we've got a very humble beginning we are not a startup but neither are we a large conglomerate uh, we are what i would call as a company which is uh, in the range of a couple of billion dollars and our goal st- or our strategy really has been to be a cybersecurity partner of choice for the industry and that started off by getting our customers, our prospects, the industries, the governments to one, understand cybersecurity from all aspects. Because one critical thing that companies need to understand is cybersecurity cannot be a point product conversation. Hey, I've bought a firewall and I'm secure, or I've bought an endpoint security and I'm secure. It's not. It has to be seen in a very comprehensive and an end-to-end perspective. So what we did as an organization over the last couple of years as we continue to grow, we went and built our own products or we acquired companies by which we were able to go back into a customer and say that, If you're thinking about security from a firewall to an endpoint to your cloud to let's say your IT, OT devices, we are able to come and secure you. That's important today because as you and I spoke a little while back, whether it's the industry, whether it's the consumer in the industry, the way which which we are uh, consuming information or accessing data has exploded. It's not many years back where all you had was a desktop and you would get onto a browser and you would search for information and pull it in. I mean, you've got multiple devices, multiple ways to do it, which means the attack surface has also exploded. 
So as marketeers, our job has been to consciously elevate one, the cybersecurity conversation at the board level to make sure there are enough and more people who understand cybersecurity from Palo Alto networks, get them trained, make sure whether it is usage of our products, whether it is, you know, trying them out. We run programs called Ultimate Test Drives. It's about attending our seminars and our webinars. It's about downloading information uh, or even running executive level classes. These are things that we've really built to continuously get our brand and awareness in front of our customers. And, and so Uni, so, yeah. sorry, I want to interject there, right? I, I want to I touch on something because one of the things I want to touch on is your and I want to come back to the the things that Palo Alto is doing to maintain yep. that leadership position, right? But what I, one of the things that I think is really important for especially the listeners that are listening is to understand your background, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're in it, we we talk we're in the tech space, yep. and tech space the 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 life cycle of someone in tech space is a couple years, and then the next company, and then the next company, right? And Originally, when we were talking about this topic, and I, I hadn't, I hadn't looked at your LinkedIn basically, right? And I was like, yeah, that's 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 cool, Andy. We can talk about that. I'm sure, you know, in the past couple of years that you've been at, at Paul Network at Paul Alto, you got some interesting stuff to talk about. But that is not the case with yourself, which is a unique situation for someone in the tech space. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? In terms, especially with Palo Alto, in terms yep. of where you started and, and where things are at now? Sure. Interesting point, uh, Shane. So let me give you a little bit of my background. So I'm a, I'm a mechanical engineer by, by education, and my first job was selling computers. So I'm talking about a couple of decades back where when you're a mechanical engineer, you would end up on a factory floor or you would be selling anything to do with mechanical engineering. So I was very fortunate. Uh, to be in, you know, having been handpicked up from the university to get into a large uh, technology company to sell computers. And that's what I started. So the first couple of years of my life, I was in the sales background. And, and I think I've done pretty well growing through the rungs in terms of being a sales rep to a sales manager to a district sales manager, a regional manager and the world. Now, I had the opportunity to join a company and transition into marketing. And I said, you know, why not? Why don't I try that? And it was it was an in a way an easy transition because that company used to run sales and marketing literally the same way. It doesn't matter if you're in marketing, you were still hardwinded on numbers, you were very driven on impact. And that honestly laid the foundation on how I look at marketing. And over the last couple of years, uh, I joined Palo Alto Networks about nine years back. And, and before that, so as I said, you know, I've got about over two and a half year, two and a half decades, um, done management roles, sales, marketing, strategy, held senior leadership positions in, you know, high growth environments, as well as multi-billion dollar organizations. So in Palo Alto Networks, I joke about this. When I joined as relatively the early number of uh, first set of employees in this part of the world, other than deciding what goes into the refrigerator, I was pretty much doing everything, right? You know, helping the sales team on sales calls. We were looking at hiring. We were looking at channel recruitment. We were looking at government relationships. We were looking at deciding what offices to invest in. You know, where do we identify those offices? So it's been a it's been a fantastic growth journey for me because one, as I said, is I look at everything from a number standpoint, from an impact standpoint. And and two, in this role, I had the opportunity of pretty much doing everything. 
And obviously now we're a larger organization, so I do what I love, which is marketing. And that's how we have, or that's how I have, you know, spent the last couple of years in this company. Yeah, so that so that's that's critical for anyone who's listening because Uni's role, your role has not been, hey, I've inherited Palo Alto in this part of the world and they're already doing pretty good and I am keeping the lights on. It, it was really from the point that nobody knew Palo Alto in this space. It was a very new company in the JPAC region and in the past nine years kind of growing it. And you said it was the first few people that you joined. What is the Palo Alto team size in the JPAC region now? Just for reference for the team. Uh, we, we can't disclose regional numbers. Okay, you can, okay that's but, fine. But let, me, but let me tell you, it's grown. I literally build a team. That's, that's, that's good enough, right? That's good enough. Anyone who is in the tech space would know that Palo Alto is a, is a major player. And uh, and and the, the point I'm, I'm trying to make is that it was not something that you inherited, right? And, and I want for listeners to keep in mind because that is the premise of everything. This is, uh, for you, it's something that you have actually done versus, hey, these are our principles that we live by and, and we try to, uh, to go by. So let's now dive into the maintaining that leadership position, right? Yep. And I want to talk about some of these core pillars. You call it core pillars of innovation. Mm-hmm. I want to dive into that and I want to hear what, first of all, let's talk about what those core pillars of innovations are from your mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah. You know, I would I would even um, question why, why should we even call it pillar innovation, um, Shaheen, because I would call it the basic fundamentals of what you need for driving your pillars, your growth boost strategy. So a couple of things that come to my mind. The first one is the competency of, of who you are and what you contribute to the business. And that's very, very critical because I'm a strong believer of driving an impact. And, and the most important piece when it comes to a competency is you as a marketeer should know what your business is inside out. And this is sometimes a challenge because, you know, as we continue to grow, people are brought in and they are good in their own little, small, little area. Nothing wrong in that because that's what you've been hired to do. But what I question and what I challenge my team members is to look at and say, hey, yes, you may be in that component of the business, but what is the larger part of the business and how is that part of the business going to be impacting the larger part of the business? And the moment you start thinking about that, you start thinking about what's needed for the customer. And it moves you away from a typical mindset of, hey, I'm going to run 10 events or I'm going to buy a bunch of swag gear or I'm going to do a golf sponsorship. Nothing wrong in that, but this needs to be a subcomponent of a larger strategy. So your competency in terms of knowing and driving a business impact and knowing what you stand for in that organization is is very critical. The second important thing is the growth mindset. And, And people who have that growth mindset, always think about doing things differently. And that's, again, important because it's very easy to get into a very lackluster mode and have a a nine-to-five job. And there's nothing wrong in a nine-to-five job, right? But the point I'm trying to highlight over here is you've got to think about bringing that passion to learn and to grow. And when you have that imbibed into you, it'll start showing on your work. It'll start showing on your business impact and hence your company will benefit. Again, a very critical component of what a DNA should be in, what's the DNA that you need to have intrinsic to yourself, it would be a growth mindset. 
The third one would be all about disruption and innovation. And again, I'm a strong believer of, of driving that because that's what differentiates you. That's what differentiates your marketing organization. And that's what differentiates your company. And I am very privileged because these are some of the values that we believe in in this company, right? Yes, we brought that in in, as an employee, as a marketeer, but think about it. One of the core principles that we have or or values that we have in this company is all about disruption and innovation. We started off as a next generation firewall company over 10, 15 years back in a market which was already had firewalls, right? People would have said, hey, listen, you're yet another firewall company. Not only did we change that and create a category with all our creative innovation and disruption that we brought in, we became a leader in that space. Now, if you've got a technology and a business policy driving that, marketing cannot be in an archaic legacy world. Marketing also needs to be driving that innovation. So I would say knowing your business, having a massive growth mindset, and being very disruptive and innovative in what you would do would be a critical pillar of, of marketers today. And, and you will realize I've never used a single marketing term over here. It's it's all about us as an individual. So let's let's dive into some of these, right? So I get the concept of hey, you gotta be think about your competence and understand different areas of the business. What do you think is the best way for a marketer? to go about and build that understanding of the business. What, what is your advice? You, know, you, you Let's say somebody, you know, a 20 something year old joins your team and they either don't even have much knowledge about marketing, they have some basic knowledge about marketing, or maybe they've done a couple of years of marketing. How would you go about, what is your advice to them to go and build that competency? Yeah. Uh, well, casing point, I'll give you an example of somebody I was having a skip level yesterday, relatively uh, you know, new member in the team. My advice to the person, exactly what I just highlighted was know your business, get to know the systems. In simple word, gets your hand, two things, get your hands dirty, understand A to Z of everything that happens in marketing. Do not limit it to just your role. I want you because you are here for a career. You're not here for a job. Right. And, and we're a small, flat organization. It's not that every year that you get promoted and you move to the next level. However, every year you can keep on expanding your scope of your competency and build to become a true marketer. Very important. And the second important thing is I don't expect you to be a technically you know, savvy person, but I need you to know what are our business, what are our products. Right. What do these products do? What are the customer pain points? How do these products address those customer pain points? What is a company numbers? You know, what are the products which are doing well? What are the products which are doing exceptionally well? What are the products that we need to drive more in terms of new awareness? When you start thinking about all of those things and you've got your hands dirty with every aspect of marketing, the way you turn your output is different. And this person came to me yesterday and says, Uni, I've been with this company one and a half years. As you advise me, da, 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 these are all the things that I've done. I like to work a little bit more on these areas because I believe this is going to make a difference to that part of the business, which is going to get us more scale. And by the way, this wasn't even a job. She's thinking business. Right. And I love it. So this is a great groundwork and hence advice really would be nobody is going to be telling you to do these things, right? Depending on your company and your team, some may, some may not, but it's on to you. When you know 
what you are contributing to the business, right? And everybody has a different KPI and measurement and all that. And keep that secondary. That's more from how you earn your salary and how you earn your bonus. But more importantly is what I would say is how are you driving an impact to that work that you're doing? And and the industry that we are in today, it's very tough to be hidden under the carpet and not to contribute, right? If you're in a next generation, high pace, high growth technology company, every person's contribution is, 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 is visible. So make sure you are able to do that because that'll enhance your growth. That'll tell you what are the areas that you need to work more on, what are the enablement, development, learning that you have to go through to be able to drive that. Okay. That, that, that is, that's very clear in terms of what you mean by competence. Let's talk about the second point, right, which is the growth mindset. And I feel like these two go hand in hand very nicely. But what do you mean when you say you as an individual have to have a growth mindset? See, it, it's it's a term which is now being thrown around quite a bit in the market. But if you were to kind of really dissect it, the way I like to look at this is everybody has their own set of skill sets that they bring in, right? Which is good. And then they start struggling when you have to start scaling that up. But the point that they have to understand is your abilities are not just linked to your skill set. Your abilities are linked to what you can do to stretch your skill set. What are you going to do to learn more? What are you going to do to change things? What are you going to do to scale things? What are you going to do to expand the impact that you have driven? When you again start thinking on those lines, you start either learning or challenging yourself to bring in a growth mindset. I'll give you an example. Uh, there was an initiative that we were running and, and it was very successful. Um, I think it's about a, one of a very innovative marketing campaign that we ran. Very successful, high impact on brand, high impact on numbers, all of those things. So my colleague brought it back and he says, Only, you know, this was very successful and I want to bring it back and I want to do it again this year. I said, absolutely. And are we planning on doubling what we did? And, and she almost freaked out. She says, doubling? I said, well, you did a great job last time pulling this together. You can do it with your eyes closed. Pun intended, but I mean, it's not going to be as stressful as doing it for the first time. What are you going to do to maybe not double, but massively move the needle because you already have those learnings? And she said, only good point. Let me go back to the drawing board and come back, which is good because she's gone back to study. She's gone back to look at what worked, what didn't work, and you know, if what not what didn't work, what worked X, and what are those levers that I need to change to get that delta X growth. For me, that's a growth mindset, right? Or if I look at a colleague of mine uh, who started off on a specific role, and she came back to me and said, "Hey, Uni, and this goes back to the the business competency. I see this part of the business as a potential upside for for numbers." and we don't have anybody or anything in marketing. What should I do? I said, good question. What should you do? You know we have a problem statement. You know we have a gap. You know our business inside out. You go and study and you come back to me with a plan on what needs to be done. And true to her words, she did. And we created a new initiative within marketing to drive that which today is a very strong engine that's happening in marketing. There was no job description. There was no role 
there was no what what's the right word to use headcount to run that but since we believe that's important for the business this person went and created it and today it's it's chugging along now again look at it from that individual standpoint she's just gone on expanding her career in terms of her experience and her you know competency again a growth mindset coming in so hopefully that answers your question i mean i can go into a lot more of examples but uh, hopefully this addresses that no it does it does and and i want to touch on the last last uh component as well which uh which is the disruption and innovation right this is a term that just like the growth mindset is thrown around quite a lot right but i would love to hear your definition how you approach that uh from from the standpoint of maintaining that position of uh, of of the organization shaheen i think it starts with a culture it starts with the the model that you have where people believe they have the comfort the right and the encouragement to go disruptive to create stuff to be innovative one that's the most important piece the second important piece is for them also to understand that failures are allowed because everything is not always working well and i'll use our company's own analogy we are trailblazers in this industry right right from our growth in the market to the technology to the innovation that we are bringing in and and there is nobody that we can emulate because we are already a leader we are a cybersecurity leader so a lot of things that we have to do we could be potentially doing for the first time including in marketing so it's not that you've seen something which is a best practice or a great example and you're kind of trying to emulate that and execute on to that yes there might be examples but there are quite a few times that you've gone and done something on your own so giving them the confidence that hey you are encouraged to be disruptive to be creative innovative to we have a culture where failure are failure is forgiving but the only mandate and the word i use mandate is two things you're allowed to fail but you have to pick yourself up fast right agility is critical and you have to learn fast no point in going and creating the failure all over again because then nothing has worked and that's how you encourage the teams and if i look at how we have seen that in this part of the world you know whether it's at Palo Alto networks or the companies that i work for there's a lot of inherent or there's a lot of innovation that is available in the in people it's just about giving them that opportunity to be able to do it and we have that culture to make that happen i mean there's so many of our initiatives that have gone global which is great which is very humbling which is a pride factor for us you know these are things that we need to again bring in as a culture in the teams and in the organization and and the last part i like to bring over here is the pace at which the industry the technology your customers are all changing again going back to my marketing conversation the way you did it 5 years back and 10 years back may not be the way you're going to do it 5 years from today so you got to be innovating and disrupting on your stride to make these things so that you're able to bring in initiatives campaigns strategy whatever it is to help your customers when they are looking at their faces of growth and their challenges can you give us some examples of what Palo Alto has done that incorporates some of these pillars that we've discussed i think the one one i mean there are quite a lot of examples uh, shane but i think one that comes to our mind uh, is is a couple of years back we partnered with an organization in south asia and it started over the conversation where they came back and said hey listen we're creating this web series 
and it has, it has a little bit of a cybersecurity flavor in it and we would like you to come and um, you know do a product positioning and and hey by the way this is the sponsorship amount and i said hang on i mean first of all that's not interesting and we're not going to do it but tell me more long story short we became a cybersecurity script advisor to this organization they launched something called aisha my virtual girlfriend and ai in the aisha stands for artificial intelligence and it's about you know how this technology kid goes and creates a, a girlfriend in in the in the virtual world and how cybersecurity and it becomes rogue and there are adversaries so we were very actively involved as a script advisor to make sure that they're using the right verbiage the language they're using the right model the approach so that it doesn't look like a flaky you know created in the air kind of a movie you know everything from you know hey attacks so the, the lingos that were being used but also making sure that it wasn't too technical to the audience and this worked phenomenally well because this became it gave them a lot of uh, what's the right word to use legibility in terms of what they were bringing into the market uh, we partnered with them on ground we partnered with them virtually we were being distributed on all kinds of ott platforms uh, they were out of homes they were you know branding tv campaigns ad campaigns we were in taxi screens it got us some massive massive visibility and and branding and i'm just looking at some of the statistics by the time we finished we had 40 million views and each one of them obviously sees polalto networks hears polalto networks we had over 650000 engagements and through our brand we reached 750 million people which i thought was astounding because what started off as hey do you want to position your firewall in in our scre- screen turned out to be us being very involved in the conversation and i think the icing on the cake was we got them in one of our big events and in the event and this was an event that was happening in india and you know you know india people are extremely crazy when it comes to movies and bollywood and we said you know at the end of the event we're going to do a little bit of a preview of the next season and by the way they want to hire a chief security of not hire they want to have a chief security officer to bring in a little bit more authenticity into the movie and we will do a screening after this event it was unbelievable we had one of our customers <laughs> right who rest assured is now a very loyal customer of ours who acted in that movie his first cameo role literally and everything from as i said you know our financial impact because we were running parallel activities on demand generation we were running web initiatives we were running webinars we were on ground activities we were doing account based initiatives we were using some of these actors to you know open some of those doors in some of these events it was a full integrated marketing campaign that really came together and made a massive impact to the business and we were featured in press we were featured in you know airports and and the icing on the cake was you know finally all the awards that we won right there were and I'm looking at I think 13 global awards it was wow. love webfest so flow webfest asia web awards cmo asia excellence washington roaming pictures network tv awards screenx awards and and all of this of course it's a great movie or a great session but i think it brought in the authenticity with us 
and we were like on the phase on everything, right? I mean, right from the features to the ads and all of those things. So I think this is a great example of us thinking differently, tying the business requirement to how this can get us scale and reach, being very innovative and, and having a growth mindset. I mean, a traditional event would have got us in front of 2,000 people and 5,000 people and 1,000 people, whatever. Our brand, when we finished this, reached 750 million people. That's amazing. Right. That's amazing. And that's such a rare thing to see of a well-established organization. It's, it's a rare thing to see, rare risk to see people taking, right? But it, it is, I mean, very obviously is paid off. And I think the message there is you, you do have to think outside of the box. You do have to sometimes take a little bit more risk than your colleagues would do in the B2B space. Because you know, there's there's a lot of boring stuff out there in the B two B. I think the the also the important point over here is, I think the way we looked at it wasn't a one off activity. And again, this is a struggle sometimes marketers have, right? Okay, one event here, one webinar there, one nurture campaign here, but this is how do you tie everything together, right? So it was one concerted effort driven by everybody touching multiple facets of the business, the brand, the marketing, the demand. So it wasn't like, okay, here's a webinar or here's an event or stuff like that. And I think that's, again, very important because, again, it's that important point about is this your job or are you looking at it the larger part of the business? And, and this is what makes that difference. Have you read the State of ABM and APAC report yet? If you have, you'll know that 59% of marketing leaders are intending to increase their ABM investment in the coming year. Even bigger news is 0% of survey respondents are going to decrease their investment. It's an exciting time for ABM in the region. Discover the state of account-based marketing in APAC today. Download the full report at abm.xgrowth.com.au forward slash report. That's abm.xgrowth.com.au forward slash report. Uni, before we wrap up, I want to ask a couple of rapid fire questions as well. Sure. Okay. So the first question I want to ask is, what is one resource? This could be a book, a blog, a podcast, whatever it is. And and, and look, if it's more than one, we can totally accept more than one. But okay. something that has had a profound impact on you, either personally or professionally. Yeah. I'll, I'll call it two. One is, is relatively older. It's a book called Tuesdays with Maury. I don't know if you've seen it. I think it's a late nineties, early twenties book. Uh, I mean, I, you, you people can you know Google it. But what it really struck me about this is Tuesdays with Maurice is really reminding us to slow down and appreciate each other. You know, we're living in a world we're all running at two hundred miles, and that really cautions us because if we miss relationships with people who matter to us the most it's going to have larger implications to you in your own life. So consciously remember this day in and day out. And I, I try my best to work on that. The second one, and I'm not going to name that individual because he's going to get absolutely embarrassed maybe, but this person completed seven marathons in seven days in seven continents. Seven days, seven continents, seven marathons. Heat, cold, jet lag, time zone, body fatigue wow and he still made it he ran 300 kilometers in in um seven days and uh, he's a professional like you and me no way 
right? So it got, it's, yeah. it really it reminds me that, you know, if you've got your heart and soul into something, you can, the sky's the limit. And he did it for a cause. He did it for a, a nice voluntary charity initiative. But imagine somebody trying to pull something like that together, which I think is, is phenomenal. Right? So these are two things which I think continue to be a, a very important factor in my life. Wow. You got to take into consideration travel time. And did you say in seven continents or seven yep. countries? Seven continents. Wow. Yep. Wow. That is... Um... That is crazy. I will, I'll give you the details offline. <laughs> okay. I, I want to I hear this. I want to hear this. Okay. Question, question, number, Sorry. question number two. If you could give one piece of advice to B2B marketers, what would that be? Three. I'll give you three if that's okay. Know your customer. What you, in everything that you do, create value and always be closing. When you're running an initiative, when you're running a campaign, when you're running a strategy, do not leave it midair because you need to take it all the way to closure and be able to go back that show that you have created value for the customer. I love it. I love it. Okay. Question three is who are some of the influencers that, that you follow? Um, Shai, nobody actively... But I do constantly, you know, read up or check out with, you know, some tech founders, entrepreneurs, philanthropists. So you know, that keeps me pretty much aware about some of the things that's going on and, and some of the things that these individuals have been doing. So there's no one person that I would actively call out. There are multiples of them. Okay. Last question is what's something that excites you about B2B today? You know, I, I work with a company where our CEO had said that Technology has a shelf life of a banana, <laughs> right? And, and it's, it's a fact, right? So for us as B2B marketers, we have the opportunity to work with one, complex and sophisticated products. Two, we have to deal with customers who are internet or tech savvy, highly networked and, and well-informed. And hence, I see our excitement of, you know, building a strategy or a, you know, a marketing strategy by which you are able to be in front of them and tell them on how you are helping them in their business problems. And this eventually translating to a higher value transaction because what you would have provided to that customer is a higher value need. So that's really the excitement of, of I would say, for us as a B2B marketing uh, team. Uni, this has been an awesome conversation. And I feel like we've touched on so many different things. I've, I've taken a huge amount of notes here on the pillars on, we, we're also going to include the links of, uh, of Aisha, the, uh, the, the, the web series that we talked about. We'll talk about the, we'll include the link for the, for the books, but this has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and, uh, and for your time. Shaheen, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. And thanks once again for the opportunity. Today's episode of Growth Colony was produced by Alexander Hipwell and Liza Maywald. It was edited by Dave Semedo with additional editing by Liza Maywald and music arrangement by Alexander and Liza. Special thanks to Tina Wabe. We couldn't make the show without you. Growth Colony is hosted by Shaheen Hoda, Director of Growth at Extra. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. 
Do you think you'd be a great guest or just keen for a chat? Send through an email at podcast at xgrowth.com.au. That's podcast at xgrowth.com.au. That's all for now. We'll catch you next week right here on Growth Colony.